You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. Man, we don't talk about TikTok a lot. If you guys have uh, been with me on the show for a long time, you know I used to obsess over TikTok. I talked about it constantly. And then what happened is that my e-commerce agency blew up and I sort of ended up moving away from some of the TikTok. Although what's going to be interesting, and I, I have Kenya Kelly here. She's a TikTok expert. I'm so excited to talk to Kenya. But we're actually getting into TikTok again, once again, with all this iOS 14 stuff going on. So this actually couldn't be a better time for this conversation because I, I, I can almost guarantee that a good TikTok ad equals a good organic TikTok post. And so we're going to dig into that today. Kenya, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk about this stuff. Me too, Matt. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Kenya is the CEO of If You Brand It. She's a TikTok expert. You can see her everywhere. She's all over social media examiner as well. She has 450,000-ish followers on TikTok. So all sorts of great stuff here. Uh, we're going to talk about specifically how you can leverage a personal brand here. And you can come from all sorts of angles with that. You could be a coach, you can be a consultant, but I think you could also be the representative or the face of the business and it would still, the, the same principles would apply, I think. So let's just sort of start here. What do you feel is the biggest opportunity right now with TikTok? Because I actually think the answer to that question has changed over the past year a lot over time. Um, so I think that like that the majority of the world and business people have still not understood the concept in general. And so I think that getting onto the TikTok platform is the biggest thing. You know, granted, there are, you know, opportunities for ad placement and things of that nature. But when I'm looking at majority of the world, it's like maybe 1% of business owners have decided to get on the TikTok. So right. the, the biggest opportunity is actually being on the platform. Right, right, right. Um, it's it's so interesting. How, how did you get into, how did you get into TikTok? What's your story? For sure. So I am a, like I'm a Christian. And so when I am coming up with business strategies, I'm always praying, asking for the most creative strategies that nobody is doing. And when the pandemic first hit, I felt like I heard God tell me to get onto TikTok, which I thought was kind of crazy. I thought it was more so about being entertained and not being afraid of dying because of COVID. Uh, but after being there for like a month or two, and I started to watch my videos go viral and how people were responding to me, I realized, oh, this was the business strategy that I didn't know that I needed. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so how did how did you end up going all in on it? I mean, I mean, did you pick up steam almost immediately? How did that go? For sure. So no, it was a train wreck um, for like months because I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was just creating content that I felt like could go viral because I didn't understand the platform. But once I started to create actual business content and watched how many people were commenting on it, jumping on my live streams, following me on Instagram, um, it started to click. But then when all the big name podcasters that I had always wanted to be on their show um, invited me to come on and talk about TikTok, I realized, wait a minute, I'm really, 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 really onto something. And so I just kept going in, like creating content there. Now, granted, I was still creating my content everywhere else because my paying audience was not on TikTok at the time. Uh, but the more the numbers kept climbing, 10,000, 50, 100, 200, 300, I was like, oh, this is 
this is it. And um, when I think it was Clubhouse and something else started, people started like asking me to coach them on TikTok and you're talking about seven and eight figure earners wanted to learn TikTok. That's when I realized, okay, we really don't have the bandwidth to do everything we've been doing, but this is a huge moment in time. And so we decided to go all in on TikTok really at the end of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, it, 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 it did all those things for you. So there's all sorts of different directions you can go and, and you sort of went into this sort of space, uh, helping people with the sort of personal branding side of things. For sure. Absolutely. So, cause like with our branding agency, we mainly focused on helping personal brands. Um, and then as people mm -hmm. started to come onto the TikTok platform, most of the people that were coming to us had these personal brands selling products, services, um, digital, you know, courses and things of that nature. And so we started to go that route. Now we are evolving into the product brand route now. I'm in learning that aspect, but for the most part, it's personal mm. branding. Mm. Okay. What's, so what's the biggest opportunity that a personal brand could have out there on TikTok? So the biggest opportunity is that like the TikTok algorithm is absolutely insane. It's pushing out your content like no other social media is right now. The organic reach is, I mean, it's bonkers. Like I could post a video if I, with the right strategy and easily get 10,000 views on that video. But if I put that same video on Facebook or Instagram, I may get 200, maybe 300, uh, but it's an mm -hmm. opportunity to reach an entirely different uh, demographic of people. You know, I'm not talking about teenagers. I'm talking about the folks that have decided to jump onto TikTok and letting your content be pushed out to them because of how the algorithm works. Yeah, that's a big objection that people have. What are your thoughts now, like a year after the big TikTok explosion when COVID first hit? What are your thoughts now about the demographics on TikTok? So I would say that the majority of people that are actually posting content on TikTok, I would definitely say it's people 20s and under, majority. Uh, but there are millions of us that are, you know, upper 20s and, and beyond that are posting content on TikTok. But the consumers is like, the last time I checked, I think it was like 20 years of age and younger is 50%, which means that 21 years of age and older is the other 50%. And so you've got like a whole audience of like, it's called adult TikTok or moms of TikTok, TikTok moms, TikTok dads, this whole wave of people that came there to be entertained, but decided to actually stay there. Right, right, right. And, and are there, are there a, I'm not even sure if you know the answer to this, because this is not data that probably is publicly available. But what's interesting is you mentioned that the majority of people that are posting on TikTok, I mean, I wonder how many lurkers are out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. There's, there's way more lurkers than there are people posting, way more, because people have to learn the platform. And a lot of people are just like, I don't want to post. I'm afraid to post. I'm afraid to learn it. And so they're just there. So, I mean, but the same thing you've got with Facebook and Instagram. You've got tons of lurkers and then some are posters. It's fascinating, though, because, you know, there's 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 always this sort of objection that people have because they they have this built into their mind that the platform's constituents or whatever you might want to, want to call them is just a reflection of what you see. So this is what the problem always was um, with with TikTok, like the early objections and the objections are still out there is that people open it up and they're like, oh, I just see a bunch of 13 year olds and they say, okay, well, this is the 13 year olds platform as if it was a reflection of that. I mean, obviously there's the algorithm that factors into that as well. But if you factor in the lurkers, I mean, you may be, I mean, 
if only 30% of the people are actually creating TikTok content that are on the platform, it doesn't mean that you'd only be creating for that 30%. Exactly. That's exactly it. And then not only that, but like because of the algorithm, as you start engaging with certain pieces of content, then the algorithm starts sending you the content based upon your behavior. So the average person, when they get onto the app, they're seeing the young people, but once they um, disengage with that content and engage with the adult content, they find, oh my God, look at all these adults are here. Where have they been? And they've been there the whole time. It's just a person has not given TikTok an opportunity to, to learn their behavior to then send out the content that they want on their For You page. So the big first question that we always have to answer is who should be on TikTok? So how do you answer that question? From a business standpoint, I, I would say everyone, like anyone that wants to get their message in front of hundreds and thousands of millions of people that they never could have reached on Facebook and Instagram. And I say that because all social media platforms start out as a form of entertainment. Facebook started out that way. Instagram started out that way. And so now you've got TikTok. Mm -hmm. People are coming to be entertained. And so people are consuming content. And we get to do, as business owners, the exact same thing that we did on Facebook and Instagram. We get to put content out there that will stop people from scrolling. And once they hit our business content that's entertaining, then we draw them into our community. That's really interesting. And you've, you've seen it grow multiple platforms, right? You see, you've seen your Instagram grow as a result of being able to take advantage of the organic reach on TikTok and for other platforms, right? Absolutely. I mean, we were stuck at like 3000 followers on Instagram for a long time. And as of today, we're at 17,000. And I started like driving people from TikTok to Instagram um, that wanted the business, uh, you know, to learn from me from business standpoint. Um, I use Clubhouse too now, but I didn't start using that until December. Um, so we're like, we're getting a, a massive growth from TikTok. That's super interesting. I never really thought about it that way, but uh, that's really interesting. I, I, I might I might think about that. This idea of sort of funneling people and, and, and we can I don't know if this is the right place to go into this next, but you and I had talked a little bit before about how it's hard to find the right type of follower. You know, if you're on TikTok for business reasons and everyone listening to the podcast is thinking about it with regards to that. So how do you get the right type of followers? But it's super interesting that you might use TikTok's algorithm to cast this sort of wider net and then push people to your more business platforms if they sort of tell you that that's where they want to be and then the rest stay on. It's very interesting. Would you say that that's like a strategy? That is definitely my strategy on a regular basis. And one of the things to know about with TikTok, like the hashtags are, are how you can um, get your content in front of the right people. And so what I mean by that is, is that when I know that I am trying to create content where someone is looking for a TikTok consultant or a video marketing consultant, I'll post out a trending video with, you know, catchy caption and all that. But then the hashtags that I use will be over 30 crowd, TikTok over 30, adult TikTok, moms of TikTok, TikTok moms, TikTok dads, because typically people that are using those hashtags or that have interacted with content like that are in my demographic, they're in my like age range. And so when you use hashtags, like what happens is TikTok then sends your piece of content out to anyone that has either used the hashtag adult TikTok or has engaged with other pieces of content that has used the hashtag adult TikTok. Otherwise, if you use these like widely used hashtags that everybody uses, then you're sending your content out to everybody. But I'm specifically trying to target 
a certain group of people. So I'll use those types of hashtags. So you can sort of say pretty uh, confidently that the use of hashtags on TikTok is very much a targeting strategy. For sure. 100%. If I want to get more divorced people looking at my content, I will use hashtag divorce. I sometimes talk about my divorce on TikTok and then the comment section, boom, it's people going through divorce or have gone through divorce. It's interesting because the, the actual function of hashtags seems to really change on a platform to platform basis. And I, and, and of course, like, so, so much of this actual information on these algorithms lives in a black box. So it's sort of hard to know. This is why, of course, I don't, I mean, I have to be honest, I haven't spent enough time on TikTok the last few months. Are people still using like for you page as a hashtag and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, the majority of people on TikTok are still using that hashtag um, because I, I think that they, they're not being strategic with their content, but I'm a strategic business consultant, you know? So I know not to use that hashtag because like, yes, it could send out your content to a lot of people, but it's also gonna send you a lot of content in your feed from random people. And so I don't want random stuff. I want curated stuff in my feed. Right, right. Okay, so so let's get practical. Like, so so you're so you know you you've convinced someone king of this personal brand to get started. Where do you start? I mean, I think a lot of people the the immediate snap thing is, oh, I can't do this because I have to be silly or stupid or I have to dance or like mimic the platform or whatever it might be. Where do you start? Um, even in positioning, like what kind of content you want to create. Um, so when I am like, a, like, for example, if a client hires us, we are, we profile them. We find out who are you, what is your business? And then what is your goal for TikTok? You want more leads? Okay. What is the free tool you're going to give people? Once we kind of know who that person is and who they want to target and like their personality, we ask them like, what cartoon characters represent you? Like we just ask them all these different questions because when we know this about a person, then we go, okay, this is the type of content that you should post. If you know you are a Star Trekky type of person and you want to target people like you for business, then we're you're going to be putting out content that's kind of like in in that sphere of things. If a person is a big time dancer, they love dancing, then we will get them in on like TikTok trends and things of that nature. But we're really uh, helping a person focus in on number one, how can I have fun creating content on TikTok every single day? Because TikTokers want to be entertained. And so content cannot be boring. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Second thing is we're like, what is a person willing to do? And like, once we know what they're willing to do, then we go, okay, with having fun and what you like doing, what do you want to sell? What is the thing? What's the goal? Are you driving them to Instagram? Are you driving them to your freebie? Are you driving them to your course? And then we start helping them create like taking a trend on TikTok and then flipping that trend into something business-wise. So there's this like, um, there was a trend out there called the bus it challenge, right? Where people would start looking like they just got out of bed, right? And the song would play and the song would play. And then the song would change to a totally different song. And when the sound changed, the person was actually kind of kneeling down, looking like they just came out of a glamour shoot, right? And then people kind of would dance on that second screen. Well, when I looked at me, I was like, well, I'm a Christian minister. And so the way that the kids were using it will kind of affect my, my brand. And so I did the challenge. I was like fresh out of bed, had on a Christmas onesie. And then when the song changed, I looked really pretty. But then I said to the screen, instead of me twerking, how about I help you get to $10,000 per month? Well, the video goes viral, of course, and I get mm. way more 
you know, leads into my business because that sound and that trend is trending, but I just used it in a way to help me reach what I want to reach. Right, right. And how do you work the content mix? I mean, I mean, how many TikToks do you recommend people post per day? Um, so if a person's just starting out, I would say, uh, and they have time, I would say probably two to three TikToks a day, like 15 second TikToks a day, um, especially because when you're trying to grow fast and get people to follow you, people aren't going to follow you if you have one video on your page. You know, they want to know, they want to know what is this account going to be about. And so when someone first starts, we're trying to get them to have as much content on their page as possible about who they are and what they do. So that if a video starts to go viral, people can see all the different content on their page and then choose to follow them. Um, if a person does not have a lot of time, then we're, we encourage them to post at least one time a day because one, TikTok likes consistency and then so do TikTokers. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I certainly saw that as well. Um, that, that, that sort of rising tide lifts all ships or whatever that mm -hmm. phrase is. <laughs> Once you have a video go viral, all of a sudden, all of your old videos start blowing up out of nowhere. Exactly. Uh, and that's why it's so important to have content there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, uh, what sort of content mix there? Like, is there sort of, how often should I be selling? That's going to be the first thing that, that someone who owns a business is going to ask. For sure. You should be selling every single day period. I am 100%, you know, a fan that if Starbucks is selling every day, then you should be selling every day. Right. But I sell in a creative way. Right. So if I am doing a dance, I'm teaching while I'm dancing, you're going to see like text on screen disappearing. And I'm saying for more like this, click the link in my bio, you know, um, I typically will post maybe four or five videos a day. And once a day, uh, I'll talk about my book uh, or I'll talk about my course or things of that nature. And so it's like, it's from a business standpoint, we don't make money if we don't sell. That's number one. Uh, but then number two, we don't, I don't want somebody having this thing where they feel like, well, I can't sell every day because people are going to get tired of me selling. But it's just about how do you sell? Like what creative ways can you, can you sell your products and services every day? What ways can you creatively drive somebody to Instagram or to your YouTube channel, or to your podcast or to your email list? Right, right, right. So, uh, so we're, how are we coming up with all these ideas? I mean, that's, that's so much content. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about 15 pieces of content a week. Yeah. So like the one thing about TikTok is that TikTok is a real copycat platform. It's not like Instagram where you have to come up with your own content or somebody's going to cancel you, you know, um, TikTok is like, you see some cool trend and you save that to your favorites and you take that exact same trend and then you flip it to your business. Like my favorites are full of teenagers and the way that they're using trends. And then in the mornings, when I come into the office, I'm looking and saying, how can I take this trend to promote my TikTok course, to promote my book or to promote consulting? And so you don't, you don't have to be creative. You just have to be a TikToker. That's like, if a person goes to Instagram reels today and you look at all the things in the feed, 99% of that content came from TikTok. 99% of the creative ideas you see in on reels came from TikTok. How often are you balancing your like pure, like, for lack of a better term, like value-based content versus direct call to action type content? For sure. So if I'm doing four videos a day, then I'm doing at least one really funny one, one teaching, one direct sale. And then another one could be something that I feel like could go viral. 
And what do you, what kinds of things do you like to do? I mean, what if you're not the kind of person that, what if you're the kind of person that just sort of says that like, they're just not going to feel comfortable with silly. Like if it was just about like making videos or whatever, sure. Make videos. They already do Instagram videos, but what about this whole, like, uh, like these trends involve moving my hips in a certain way or something, you know I mean? Like there's usually some sort of physical feat associated with a lot of these. Uh, what are your thoughts there? So TikTok used to be a 100% about dancing, but I would say like, I think it's a whole lot less now of a lot less dancing. Like I, I don't dance as much on TikTok because one, I don't have enough time to learn the dances and then actually perform the routine. Uh, but there's so many trends on TikTok that have nothing to do with with dancing. I mean, like the more time you spend on the for you yeah. page, you'll start going, oh, this really is more than just dancing. Now, if a person is looking at TikTok from their kid's phone and their kid likes watching TikTok dance videos or they like creating dance videos on TikTok, then that's all you're gonna see on that kid's phone, right? Because TikTok has learned that child and that's the content that is serving up that person. But if you look at my phone, you're not gonna see a whole lot of dancing. You'll see some because I follow a lot of the dancers, but for the most part, you're not going to see a lot of that. Okay. So I want to do this. I'm going into it. I, I'm, I'm going to try to make two a day. I'm going to mix up my content. Uh, you know, sort of, it sounds like sort of 50, 50 between like stuff related directly to the business type stuff and, and other, other types of things. I'm looking at trends. It's one of the first things that I should look for, right? Trends and seeing how I can put my own spin on them. What other things do I need to do to be successful on TikTok besides just these ways of posting? For sure. Um, well, one, I, I always tell people, and this is going to sound kind of mean, but like TikTok is not boring, right? So that old boring personality that our jobs have forced us to be where human resources says you have to act like this, dress like this, be like that, that doesn't work on TikTok. Like the, the person that you want to be on TikTok is the person you are when your friends are around, right? And because TikTok loves you. They don't want they don't want this old version of you. I don't mean like old people, but they want, they just want more of your personality, you know, and everybody has whatever that personality is. It doesn't mean it's dancing or goofy, but everybody has that side of them that is not quote unquote professional, so to speak for Facebook or for our corporate jobs. And so it's just really important that a person says, okay, I like doing this, this, and this. Like there's a guy on TikTok, his name is Old Man Steve. Old Man Steve is 82 years old and he doesn't dance. He doesn't do any of the things that the younger TikTokers do. He's making his bed, he's playing with his cat, he's making food and he's just being his old 82 year old self. And he's got, I think almost 2 million followers. So it's important for a person to go, okay, who am I? And how can I show up as my personality with my business? Okay, so so uh, should I be, you know, how much should I be duetting? How much should I be commenting on others' profiles? Like what sort of community building things? For sure. So I, I duet maybe once a week um, because I really want people to be focused on my content. Um, and less on other people's. But if I see a video that is really funny or that's like something that I really, really, really enjoyed, but it also is already viral, strategically, I will do what that video because it's already viral. And so if I react to that video in a duet, then that's gonna give my video a viral potential 
from a comment standpoint, you know, I was just teaching this last night that if you're finding videos that you enjoy and you like it, comment on the video because sometimes the person that you comment on ends up, you know, following you or sometimes people see your comment in the comment section and then they follow you. But one of the more strategic things that I tell people to do is that if you find a video and you really enjoy it, think of something clever, something super simple, super clever, and then write it in the comments. Sometimes that comment ends up being the most liked comment on a video. Like I commented on a video in 2020 talking about a little boy for Halloween. And just this morning, people were still liking my comment. It's got like 50,000 likes on it, which then causes more people to come and look at my page. Right. You mean your, uh, like, like your actual, like TikTok profile? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they saw yeah. my comment and they want to see well, who is this person. Right. What do you do there? Do you sort of structure it like a landing page? I mean, you have a very limited amount of characters. You mean in your bio? Yeah, in your bio. Um, so in my bio, I always do call to action. So I say, I help people make money on TikTok, right? And then I say, uh, click here below for more info. And then when they click it, it's going to take them to some type of lead capture page to give them a free tool. So that's me. And that's what I teach people. Cause I'm like, you know, now granted, if you have a physical product, you're selling jewelry, makeup, whatever, then you're literally driving them to your products, but I'm more of a business coach. And so I want to get people on my list because I know they're not just going to go and spend $500 with me just because they saw a TikTok video. Right. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So, so, so what, what's the sort of, um, if I was to ask you like what the sort of, uh, a, a sort of secret little growth hack is on TikTok that a lot of people don't teach about, but, but you've been using, what would you say? Um, my biggest growth hack and people do it now, but like I, whenever I teach on TikTok, like if I'm teaching business tips or branding tips or whatever, I will record content and I'll speak into it. And then I will go and find one of the top trending sounds of the day on TikTok. And then I will attach that sound to my video and I'll then turn that sound all the way down. And then because mm -hmm. that, that sound is trending, it's actually giving my, my, my video a boost on the For You page. Right. Interesting. Interesting. And do you mostly count on your hashtags for the targeting? I mean, do you do, do you do like a lot of like, do you recommend doing a lot of like calling out in your content to make sure you're speaking to the right audience? Or do you feel like the hashtags will do the work? Um, I think it's both. So if I'm literally trying to reach a certain demographic, I will 100% make sure that I use hashtags to reach those people. Um, but I will talk to my audience in that video as well. But I understand that sometimes who I'm talking to is not actually watching the video, but I, I will call them out. Now, sometimes I will use a sound that is in my age age bracket, like something from the 90s. And I'll say, how many of you guys remember this, mm, good sound? Idea. this sound or whatever? And then it causes people to go, oh my God, I remember I was doing this, this, and this, you know? That's a great idea. That's a good B2B hack, I feel like, using like 90s music. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Kenya, uh, thank you so much for being here. This, is, uh, this has been really great to get this perspective on TikTok. Yeah, I'm so glad. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time.